Welcome to Love Drops, where your hosts, Charles and Diane, will share stories and reflections on inspirational topics taken from their own personal journey and world events. We'll also include nightly guest segments with special guests from all All around around the world. world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy enjoy the the show. Welcome to the Love Drops Podcast. This is our first episode of 2021. We are so excited to broadcast this episode as well as to leap into the new year expecting great things from the Love Drop Podcast with plans to activate so many more resources we are open and receptive to taking the love drop podcast to the very next level we are indeed proclaiming accepting and owning our power and our passion to bring and spread love all around the world speaking of power We are all born with power and passion within to pursue any dream that we may have. However, for many of us, fear comes in and overrides that power and that passion. And what happens is, instead of pursuing the dreams, pursuing the passions we only talk about it and we settle for something safe and we settle for something less 2020 has been a year like no other year at least in my lifetime this year has forced us into once again looking at the dreams and passions that we've had and for some going after them with everything that we got this podcast was activated out of the shift of 2020 the concept of this podcast has been around for years we have talked about it we have kind of prepared for it but in a way where we do the pros and cons and the cons just always overrode the pros. But in 2020, we went for it. We went for it with everything that we had. And as a result of that, we have now published over 100 episodes of the Love Drop podcast. We have been heard in 25 different countries. We have had over 60 guests join the show and just speak 
of their journeys, of their passions, which collectively has inspired the movement of spreading love. Because see, we believe that it takes a village and not only in words, but in actions. So the Love Drop podcast is really a love movement and it is so far beyond just Charles and I because we are not the only ones affected nor are we the only ones that are involved in this love movement. It is one love. So anyone with a journey to share, anyone that wants to spread love, here is the platform. Here's the platform. And we are looking for this platform to evolve even more in the year 2021. We are looking at new ways to spread love. We are looking at taking our power to the next level. We are looking at pursuing our passions deeper. And as we are going forward in this, we are being positioned to align with powerful people, like-minded, that are on the same mission. And most definitely, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. We have, with Love Drops, collaborated with many nonprofit and different organizations to also provide resources. Because yes, spreading love is good, but also being touched by that love with the needed resources is even better. So for this month of January, in honor of my birthday, we will be collaborating with Magdalena's Daughters and donating and inviting friends, families, and yes, even you listeners to donate to Magdalena's Daughters. I'm going to put a link in the descriptive bio of this episode where you can go and check out Magdalena's Daughters, but don't just check them out. Make a donation because yes, it does take a village and we are all capable of making a contribution. Our contributions are unique and individualized. There is no right or wrong to our contributions, but we have to make the contribution. So whatever it is on your heart to contribute in helping this organization further pursue as well as acquire their dreams and passions, we invite you to make that contribution. We appreciate it and we thank you for it. With that said, we have a very, very um, different platform to start 2021 off with. We not only have one guest, but we have five guests. Five signifies grace. So with that said, I'd like to welcome the founding team of P-Woke. They'll be speaking on staying P-Woke in a time of crisis. 
I'll let them explain to you what P-Woke means. So, without further ado, the Love Drop team welcomes our first guest for 2021, Jermaine, Micah, Marilyn, Norma, Jade, to the Love Drop podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Diane and Charles for having the P-Woke team on Love Drops today. We're excited to have the opportunity to share our story, so let's get started. P-Woke was born from a series of pandemic family Zoom calls on Sundays, and we kind of called it the silver lining of this darn pandemic. The women in our family just started sharing stories from all aspects of life, work, school, family, friends, and of course, society. And we soon realized that we shared a common thread, and that was simply this. We are all strong women with an ardent desire to use our passion for good and to proclaim our power in a world that really does continue to marginalize women. We believe that when a woman stands alone, she still has her voice and her passion, but her power is magnified exponentially when she stands with others who share her journey. And this is the heart of PWO, celebrating and uniting women in power around our collective passions and shared voices. So this is how we define ourselves. A P-Woke woman is one who is unapologetically aware of her passion and her power and is unafraid to proclaim her truth as a contribution towards a more positive world. Our P-Woke team consists of women who are mothers, daughters, wives, artists, businesswomen, and sisters who are both educators. And on this podcast today, we have Jade Ingram, Michael Ewing, Marilyn Matias Duvall, Norma Matias Ingram, and Jermaine Ewing. Hey, Michael, why don't you share with everybody, what makes P-Woke unique? Thanks, Marilyn. P-Woke is not just a term we are spreading, but a movement, which we hope will endure and showcase our unapologetic awareness in proclaiming our power. 20 years from now, when you hear the term P-Woke, everyone will know what that means, and girls and women from all walks of life will join together in speaking up and proclaiming their truth as a P-Woke community. You might ask why P-Woke is even needed. Although other movements exist, such as feminism, womanism, mujeristas, um, which were all born out of a unique need at at the time, P-Woke brings all of them together. Every and any woman, regardless of race, social status, sexuality, and any other characteristic that differentiates us as human beings can be P-Woke. As P-Woke, we also find it important that lifting one group of people up is not putting another group down. Just like how being pro-Black doesn't mean you're anti-white or any other race, being pro-women does not mean you're anti-men. We embrace the movements where amazing women were battling the front lines. We seek to also empower women without disrespecting men. We might annoy the insecure ones though. P-Woke is inclusive of every woman, cis or not. We stand up and speak out, leaving, leaving no woman behind, period. So today, our topic is staying with P-Woke in a time of crisis. Jermaine? So we are in a time of crisis. COVID is impacting the health and economy of our country. There is racial divide. Politically, we are a mess, and the environment has been affected by global warming. When COVID hit in March 2020, many things were closed down and people were told to stay home. How is this crisis impacting women? I believe that each of us have been affected by the crisis one way or another. Marilyn, you have especially felt this in your home. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what that's been like for you and your household? Thanks, Jermaine. And yes, today's COVID crisis has definitely changed the dynamics of most households, including mine. 
My husband and I have two kids still at home with three adult kids already out on their own. And prior to COVID, I was teaching high school from a traditional classroom setting. My husband already worked from home. One of our daughters was living in a college dorm and our youngest was still at home while attending high school. And wow, has that dynamic changed. In March, our college student was back at home. We were struggling to share one Wi-Fi signal to manage the high demands of four busy people working, teaching, attending school from home. It was all so much. I really became more than just a wife, mother, and a teacher. I was now a therapist of sorts to my students who had just lost their much anticipated end of senior year. You know, the no prom, no pranks, no parties, no Disney trip, no graduation. And I was a therapist to our own kids too, who felt their own losses. There were plenty of tears, lots of unfamiliar stress and uncertainty. And boy, we were just all on survival mode. But it's been more than just Wi-Fi and school challenges. My husband was furloughed for two weeks. Our adult son was also furloughed through the entire lockdown phase. We worried endlessly about our two adult daughters who continued working as essential employees. Our daughter in college lost her part-time jobs while our youngest was anticipating getting her first job. But that was also shut down during this lockdown phase. Oh, wow, Marilyn. Yes, I can totally relate to what you just described. I also struggled to find work as the entertainment industry was virtually shut down. It's crazy. Yep, you said it, Michael. It was crazy. And then our youngest became ill extremely ill. While one COVID test was negative, we never had her retested. We still suspected COVID and so did the doctor. She required 24-7 care, lost 12 pounds from her already tiny frame. And while we took great care to isolate everyone in the household, I had to become her sole caretaker on top of everything else. Thankfully, she did recover fully, but it did take three and a half weeks. I share all of this to highlight the unprecedented stress in today's households because I know that my situation is not so unique and to showcase how women have especially been pulled in so many different directions during these crazy times. It's still the prevalent belief by some that women should carry the heaviest load at home, but we simply can't do it on our own. I've always thought maintaining your family and household is a shared responsibility between parents or partners, but I think that point is even more vital today than ever before. My husband and I are true partners at home and I would not want to have handled all of this COVID crisis um, in my household without him. But I also know that there are countless single mom households dealing with this crisis alone and they don't have a choice. There are others with partners unwilling or unable to share this crisis overload. This pandemic has clearly amplified the need for all partners to come together and carry this heavy load in order to keep our households afloat. I totally agree with you, Marilyn. I know others who have gone through similar struggle, struggles. So how are things going now? Well, you know, it's just never a dull moment as the saying goes. Just two weeks after our daughter recovered, it was time for this teacher, our college age daughter, and our now high school senior to return to school for a brand new year. 100% remotely. Never done that before. Let's just say that's been a whole new adventure. Since my sister Norma and I are both high school teachers, I know she shares my pain and struggles, struggles in this area. So Norma, how's about you tell us more about the impact of remote teaching and remote learning on education and households? Of course. Marilyn, you touched on some striking points about how COVID has impacted households. And yes, remote teaching and remote learning have given us even more to contend with. 
Many households rely on assistant, assistance from um, what's from the educational system and the school in which their children attend. So many of a child's simple basic needs are met within schools and extend far beyond academics. Everything from a structured, structured daily routine, social interaction with peers and their teachers, extracurricular activities, you know, clubs, organizations, sports, all of that. And for many, even the most basic of needs, food and safety. Low income families rely on the free and reduced lunch program to assist with both breakfast and lunch. And also, although schools are doing the very best they can to provide assistance in this area, it just adds one more piece of complexity to the already difficult daily puzzle of life. Mothers are being faced with an abundance of additional new roles and hats to wear as they're now finding themselves having to assist with virtual learning from home, increased stress, expense, time. They may have small children at home and all the various challenges that it now brings into their households. My experience is within the high school setting, but as you, as you can imagine, there's a whole another set of challenges when you bring in the elementary age student. This increased strain in households has also increased other devastating issues such as domestic violence, drug addiction, suicide. Jade, I know that you've studied up on some of the different impacts that COVID has had in this area. Can you share a little bit more on that topic? Yes, definitely. So when COVID hit hard in March, 2020, many things were shut down and people were forced to stay at home. The stay at home orders that were intended to protect the public and prevent widespread infection left many domestic violence victims trapped with their abusers. Domestic violence hotlines prepared for an increase in demand, but sadly, they experienced the opposite. This is because victims were unable to safely connect with services being so close to their abuser. The facts are that one in four women and one in 10 men experience domestic violence of many forms in people of all races, cultures, genders, sexual orientations, Socioeconomic classes and religions experience this. It has also reduced access to alternate solutions of housing. Shelters and hotels have reduced their capacity or even shut down, and travel restrictions have limited people's access to safe havens. The pandemic has caused increased job loss and unemployment, particularly among women of color, immigrants, and workers without a college education. The added stress of balancing work childcare and children's education has led to a rise in child abuse. All of this shows the trickle effect of the pandemic and the major impact it's having on women, especially women of color, just like us. Michael has some additional stats here on the impact it has made on job loss. Would you like to share more on your experience on this? Yes, um, I personally work in the entertainment business. And like I mentioned earlier, I was out of work from mid-March to mid-September. I could no longer afford to live in my apartment, so I had to leave before my lease was even done. I know two people personally who were evicted from their homes. Relying on unemployment benefits was unbelievably difficult, especially for someone like me who does freelance work, um, but I'm not on a 1099. I went at least two months without any kind of income. Um, I'm blessed to have family though that could help when I didn't have enough money left over for food, but they also had their own hardships that they were dealing with. Um, I was trying to divide what money I had saved up for film equipment between rent, bills, my student loans, and feeding myself until I finally started receiving those unemployment benefits. As far as the rest of the country, unemployment rates are highest in the Black community at 10.3%, followed by the Latinx community at 8.4%. For teenagers who often help support the household, the unemployment rate is at a devastating 14%. 
In 2019, um, there were nearly 10 million working mothers, but because of COVID-19, childcare services have been cut significantly. The Center for American Progress predicts a total of $64.5 billion in labor wage loss for mothers. So Jermaine, with all of this, how do we stay P-Woke in, in this time and what actions can we take? So we stay P-Woke by being aware, building awareness, taking action and empowering women and the next generation. First, let's talk about being aware. So take notice of some of the changes in behavior, physical appearance of the women that you interact with. Some signs to look for are depression, anxiety, fear, changes in appearance and bruising. I knew a woman that went around friends, she was funny and outgoing, but when around her husband, she was very quiet and anxious. I asked a mutual friend who confided that the woman's husband verbally abused her. So take notice of these things. And know the difference between appropriate and inappropriate behaviors. This could be jokes about women that are demeaning or misogynistic. It could be a touch that seems too familiar or accidental brushing violating space boundaries or looks that make you feel uncomfortable. There's no need for that coworker to accidentally touch your leg, stand so close or stare at you for that long. I had a boss who would compliment me on what I was wearing, tell me how lucky my husband was or once try to reach over and lock my door when I rode with him to a coworker's going away lunch. So inappropriate. So be aware of these things and call them out. And that leads to um, how can we build awareness of issues? Let's raise our voice, report it, call it out. Use social media and other forums. And when calling out coworkers and managers at work, the behavior may stop or you may have to escalate the issue, but do what it takes to make it known that this behavior is happening and that it needs to be stopped. Know your rights and share, share, share that information. And please attend public forums about policing, public safety, changes in law, sexual harassment, stalking. Also be comfortable with sharing your story. Your story might be so similar to others who are afraid to raise their voices. You may give them the courage to speak out. You may be the person that helps change their life or protect their life. And then third, take action. It's so easy to turn a blind eye for various reasons, such as you don't have time to get involved, fear, or that self-preservation. Remember, these are your daughters, nieces, granddaughters, sisters, mothers. Even you can be a victim. You're so right, Jermaine. When you see signs of abuse for children, report it. Let authorities determine whether valid or not. You may be saving a life. For women, step up and be there to support them as they try to get out of abusive relationships. Marilyn, I know you've been very close to this. Would you mind sharing about your friend? Sure. I happen to have a super close friend who's the youngest of her siblings, and she received a phone call that none of us wants to get. Her younger brother just recently passed away from an apparent drug overdose, possible suicide during this, this difficult COVID time. She hopped on a plane to get there as quickly as she could. And in the days that followed, she discovered the dark world he was living in. And this was the world in which opioid abuse had run amok. And this COVID crisis has just made it that much more difficult. His sponsor even told her that he's been attending funerals recently, several, and none of these deaths were caused by COVID, all of them caused by overdoses from people who just could no longer receive the same in-person support and counseling they were getting from COVID. 
And then she saw her sister who had been staying with her brother, also addicted, but also a victim of domestic violence at the hands of her boyfriend. So what did this younger sister do? She saved her older sister. She stepped up, she packed her sister's bags and she moved her to another state to live with her. The battle for them isn't over, it's just beginning. Her sister's gotta get clean and reclaim her body free from violence. But here's the thing, alone, many women feel as if there is no way out of an abusive relationship, especially if you consider they might be out of work, addicted, maybe feeling otherwise alone. We win this battle by stepping up and saving others. I just have to send a huge shout out of love and support to my dear friend for setting this example and saving her sister. Wow, thank you, Marilyn, for sharing this story. Sharing stories like this can be so life-changing. So what are some other ways we can take action? We can definitely support one another when dealing with gender-related issues. When you see something or hear something, say something. It's not easy, but it's don't accept behaviors. Don't don't keep silent on, on comments and actions that belittle women or, or are against race or the LGBTQ community. Hey guys, also do check-ins, especially during this current environment. There are so many people feeling alone right now. Call or arrange an outdoor, masked up, social distance meetup to show someone that you genuinely care, you have concern, or that you truly love them. That could be such a lifesaver. Also consider sharing the work. Helping a working mom with online schooling if you can. Run errands or make a meal if you have the time. It takes a village now more than ever before. And when you're at home, share household chores. Let the kids do some of the work or most of the work. And of course, do not make them gender specific. Correct behaviors in young boys and men. Anytime you see, anytime you see inappropriate behavior. If someone makes an inappropriate joke, ask them to explain it or repeat the joke. They won't find it very funny if they have to explain it. Now the joke that was supposed to make you uncomfortable makes them uncomfortable. And in business, be fair in recruiting and wages. Provide training on sexual harassment, racial and gender bias. Also generously give to the cause. This could be in the form of your time, monetarily, or donating things to organizations that advocate and support women-related issues, like local shelters that may need help. Um, in like donating blankets, towels, personal items, food, and support important causes that empower or protect women, like sex trafficking, gender inequality, the pink tax laws, uh, changing rooms in both men's and women's restrooms or bias against LGBTQ community or for that female candidate running for office that shares values aligned with your own. Also vote for these women to help women gain power. And then finally, empowerment. Join the conversation and make sure women's voices are heard. Also avoid speaking ill about other women, especially young women, impressionable women, be an example because they're listening and may model what you do. I love this one. Educate the next generation. Norma, you've been working with young women at your high school. Can you talk about these young women that are taking the lead in FBLA and how you empower them? 
Oh yes, of course, Jermaine. I so agree that it is critical that we educate the next generation. You know, as a math and business high school teacher, it's been so rewarding to witness an increase in young women and minorities enrolled in courses that were traditionally dominated by white male students, you know, such as math, science. And now it's so exciting to see that in many cases, these young women have now become the top students in those very classes. I'm also the advisor of Future Business Leaders of America, or FBLA, which this has allowed me to further mentor young women in leadership, communication, presentation skills, and networking. And of course, another super exciting component has been the ability to travel with my FBLA students to leadership conferences and different competitions. Some of these students have never been outside of the state or even flown on a plane before. And now during their time in FBLA, many of these young ladies have had the opportunity to spend time and see New York, Baltimore, Washington, DC, Charlotte, San Antonio, just to name a few. Wow, thank you, Norma. It's been amazing to hear how much fulfillment you get out of reaching the next generation. I know that there are also young men in FBLA. Let me ask this question to Marilyn. Does empowering women and young girls disrespect or discredit men and young boys? You know, Jermaine, I don't really think so. Women make up 50% of the U.S. population, yet men and boys have been living in a world that largely teaches male-centered history in school and features the same on TV and within politics. It's young girls and women who have been underrepresented all of this time, so it's time to normalize a new perspective by providing a more balanced reality beyond just a token representation. This is such an important topic, and I love that we've been able to have a conversation about it. So Michael, what has PWOC been up to lately? During the election, we really pushed the importance of voting. Uh, we use social media for this push, and we're proud to see a couple of our posts in Instagram voting campaigns. We also um, have been celebrating women throughout the election, um, the women running and um, otherwise. What we are really, really excited about and honored about is partnering with Magdalena's Daughters, an organization whose mission it is to provide therapeutic residential services, life skills, and education to transform the lives of sexually exploited and at-risk female foster youth. The organization provides safe homes for young women who are victims or at risk of sex trafficking between the ages of 12 and 18. They're currently campaigning to raise funds to build these homes for the young women. I highly, highly encourage listeners to donate. 20% of PWOC merchandise proceeds will be given to Magdalena's Daughters and you can purchase directly from our website at pwoke.com. You can also donate directly to Magdalena's Daughters from their website, www.magdalenasdaughters.org slash support dash us. This has been a great conversation, but let's not stop at conversation. It's so important to take action. Long before the launch of PWOKE, the women of PWOKE have supported others in service to schools, churches, organizations, giving generously. This is the heart of PWOKE, empowering women and the next generation. Partner with us in this movement. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook. You can also visit our website at pwoke.com. We would like to thank Love Drops for allowing PWOKE to share our hearts. Thank you and stay PWOKE. Never a second will I waste. Never an opportunity to taste the sweetness of life. Thank you for tuning in to the Love Drops Podcast.
Be sure to follow this podcast and share the love with everyone you know. Until next time, this is Charles and Diane signing off. One love. One love.